Alrighty, everybody. Good evening, and this is the Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. And here it is, Wiz. We have reached the conference finals to see if we can figure out which one of these four teams, which two of these four teams, is going to the Super Bowl. And um, I think there's no doubt in my mind that the four best football teams in the league are, are left. Uh, you got a bunch of them coming in on, on, on really hot streaks, and uh, I think we're poised for an exciting day of football on Sunday, Was Yeah, it's really, I can't remember the last time where uh, <laughs> people were having a difficult time deciding who the favorites were. Uh, all four teams are right around the same odds to win the Super Bowl, and uh, I do not remember that in recent history where it was um, the four teams are so bunched together. The, it's going to make for an interesting championship Sunday. Yeah, and then I think uh, I saw somewhere where they uh, took out uh, the possibilities of who who will be matched up in the Super Bowl, and I think in all instances the spread was basically decided that would be around one point. So I, to your point, that, that that's kind of what we're dealing with. Uh, uh, you know, the Mahomes uh, situation has has changed the betting dynamics around that particular game. Um, he's been able to get on the field and, and move around a little bit uh, with a high ankle sprain, uh, the, the severity of it uh, to be determined and how he's able to move around on Sunday. We have to see how that all goes. Uh, you know, this is the guy that's most likely going to be the MVP in the league again this year. And having him at full strength would be lovely, uh, but that doesn't look like it's going to be the case. So, uh, yeah, a lot to talk about. Wiz, I do want to talk about one thing before we get into this, you know, just football-related stuff. And there is openings uh, in five NFL teams. Uh, well, there, well, there was four, five, opening, four, five openings for coaches. There's now four. Um, I, I really do have a sour taste in my mouth, and this is nothing against Frank Reich, who, who is getting the job in Carolina. He's the quarterback uh, who threw the first touchdown pass in the history of that franchise. But I really do feel that Steve Wilkes uh, had the opportunity, almost kind of like Rich Bisacci in, in, in Las Vegas last year, where he, he had the opportunity to turn a team around. They, they made The Raiders made the playoffs last year. The Panthers nearly did that this year in a, in a lousy division, but... Nonetheless, they traded McCaffrey. He was able to get them to, to six and six uh, during his tenure. Uh, the team played very hard for him. He seemed like he had a lot of advocates in that locker room. Uh, again, a minority issue with, with an African American coach not not moving forward with a job. I have to say, I think this is one of those situations that uh, it disappoints me uh, because I think this is a coach that kind of earned it. Um, and unfortunately, not going to be the case this time around. Yeah, they played hard for him. You, you were, you were singing his praises all through the second half of the season, and uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like to see them give him a chance. You know, give him, give him, give him two years to see what he could do. I mean, I don't know. I, I couldn't they have, you know, retained him as as head coach and just given Frank Rob, uh, Frank Wright the offensive coordinator position. I mean, I, I think that would have probably, you know, maybe suited everyone better, uh, but. Nonetheless, it is kind of a disappointing season and ending for uh, for him in, in in Carolina, where they ended. And uh, yeah, I mean, they they kind of like everyone don't they, thought they were going to go in tank mode, but they battled and battled and battled for Wilkes, and uh, 
it's just a shame. He, you know, he may get an opportunity, but it's a shame it won't be an opportunity with the Panthers. Yeah, I like that young defense. Uh, it's a team with question marks at quarterback, so it's not exactly an easy situation to walk into. Uh, you know, the specter of uh, Sean Payton is kind of still in the background. I, I found it very curious that uh, Jerry Jones decided to get rid of uh, six assistant coaches in Dallas, yet retain his head coach in Mike McCarthy. Um, that will remain a dramatic uh, situation for next season. Uh, but it looks like McCarthy has survived this season. And whether Peyton coaches or not in the NFL uh, in, in this coming season, that remains to be seen. Yeah, it's very, very true. I mean, I guess, uh, listen, it's just not, it's not like Sean Payton can be hired and signed and there he goes. I mean, there has to be compensation. And it sounds like for other coaches got uh, in, in, in their type of deals, where they had to give compensation to get those coaches, it really sounds like the asking price is high for what the Saints want. And uh, it's just not easy for a team to want to build a championship and then trade picks to get the coach that's going to lead them. So uh, th- there's a lot of moving parts, and uh, we'll, we'll see how it plays out. All right, so uh, all right, let's let's get to work here uh, on for Championship Sunday, and we're going to start off with the first game, which will be the San Francisco 49ers, who seem like they've been home the whole second half of the season, uh, outside of that game where they visited uh, Las Vegas uh, in, in that game. But uh, they've had a lot of home games, uh, but they're playing well. Brock Purdy's undefeated as a starting quarterback. He also is undefeated as a as a relief pitcher. Um, he's done a remarkable job, uh, despite the fact being the last pick in the draft how all these teams passed on him uh, is also another question about how good draft preparation is in the NFL, but that's a, that's a story for another podcast. But nonetheless, here they are, the San Francisco 49ers, against the Philadelphia Eagles, who arguably were probably the best team in football all season during the regular season, especially until that Jalen Hurts injury hit. Last week, the Eagles looked tremendous against a inferior Giant team. So here we go, Wiz. Uh, I'm going to let you lead it off with this particular game. Yeah, I mean, I just cannot believe in a game that really is a coin toss. I mean, out of every, you know, a hundred people I've talked to, spoken to, watched on TV, give their picks, it's somewhere between 80 to 85% people like the Eagles in this game. Like, it's the recency bias, you know. It's what it's why people like the Giants getting the points against the Eagles. There's no way that the Giants were going to do the same things against the Eagles that they did against the Vikings. And I know last week the 49ers kind of struggled and the Eagles steamrolled the Giants, but I don't know. I think the recency bias is playing into this. For this, to me, I mean, I have no strong view on this game. I can be talked into either side. I see points why... Um, you know, you why you would like the 49ers or the Eagles. But I, I will say this. You know, when it comes down to these games, I just think the offensive line is, is such a key. And what I love about the Eagles is, you know, they're – the 49ers can as well, but but more so the Eagles. I love a team that if there's five or six minutes to go in a game and they're up by seven points and the other team knows you're going to run the ball, they still can run the ball. And that Eagles a lot offensive line is just so elite that I lean to the Eagles, but by no means am I loving anything in this game. So from a betting perspective, side of total, I lean Eagles, but – Again, it's nothing strong. I'm just going to go with that offensive line playing at home. Yeah, and I think uh, the, the the 
The only thing that kind of differentiates differentiates this game for me is is that home field advantage. I do like so many attributes about the San Francisco 49ers with the with their exception of one Wiz. I don't trust the secondary of the San Francisco 49ers. Um I just don't. I think the Eagles are a better, complete team. Uh, this has Notice I'm not even mentioning the Purdy part because I think he's been able to execute uh, depending on the game plan that they've installed for him. He's been able to do so. Last week was a more conservative one. They ran the football a little bit more. I think Kyle Shanahan is quite intelligent on the offensive side of the football. But there are a couple of things that have been imprinted on my mind about a few of those games towards the end of the, game, end of the season against teams that, I mean, look what, look what Jared Stidham did against San Francisco. Um, I, I struggle with the consistency of the San Francisco 49ers secondary. And I think for that reason is why I like the Philadelphia Eagles to go to the Super Bowl with. Yeah, and I'm, I'm with you. I mean, again, it's nothing that I, I love or, you know, feel completely um, – you know, strong, so strong, strongly about the game that, you know, uh, I, I would go out of my way to make a bet on the game. Uh, I just lean to Eagles. I see your point as well. Um, you know, you have to think that if Pollard didn't get hurt in that game, the Cowboys could have won that game. I mean, they only have two playmakers, Pollard and CeeDee Lamb, and Pollard went down. That was half their playmakers. And even with only one guy left that was doing anything, the 49ers couldn't stop CeeDee Lamb. So Eagles bring much more than one player to the table in terms of uh, players that can hurt you um, through the passing game. And uh, I, I definitely can see your point with that as well. Yep. So, you know, on, on that basis, uh, I haven't kind of decided exactly which way I'm going to go, but I am favoring uh, – Number one, uh, the over in passing yards for Jalen Hurts, which is currently sitting at two fifty and a half, uh, and, and I do I do think that both AJ Green and and Devonta Smith will have big football games. Seventy and a half, I believe, is AJ Brown's uh, receiving yards. Sixty five and a half, Devonta Smith. Um, I, I'm just favoring the Eagle passing game. I think they're going to make the difference in this particular game. I'm, I'm not touching anything running wise. Uh, I think as far as Jalen Hurts goes, I think that. You know, he did rush for 82 yards against the Niners, but that was back in 21, an early 21. Probably, I think that game, he might have been actually a game where he came in in relief uh, in that football game. He didn't even start it. Um, but Jalen Hurts, I think they are trying to protect him a little bit more than they normally would be. Uh, but I still think this is a game where that offensive uh, effort from the Philadelphia uh, Eagles will expose a secondary that's been inconsistent in the second half of the season. And by the way, yeah. you, you called CD yeah, you called CD yeah. Lamb last week. CD Lamb went nuts against that secondary. Yeah, I, I hear you um, on that. For me, I, I think that the lines are priced correctly. So for me, I don't have any prop plays that I love at this point. So I'm just going to move on to the game where I have an opinion on a few player props in the Kansas City. Uh, Bengal game. Was there anything else you wanted to touch base on on the uh, on the Eagles and Niners? Nope. Let's let, let's move on to uh, Kansas City. That's the that's the nightcap. A little bit. It'll be a little bit colder than the fifty degrees that it will be in uh, in Philadelphia. The temperatures probably between twenty five and thirty in in, uh, in in Arrowhead Stadium. Uh, we should talk about this, Wiz. Uh, you know, beforehand, uh, these teams have met three times. Burrow against Mahomes. Each time they have met, the Cincinnati Bengals have won by three points. So Joe Burrow is 3-0 against Patrick Mahomes. So 
Let's go, Wiz. Uh, what are you thinking here? Again, <laughs> similar to the high percentage people uh, all over the Eagles, it's the same thing with this game, recency bias. And I understand why everyone loves Cincinnati, but finding people that are like Patrick Mahomes, basically in a pick em game at home, believe it or not, are few and far between where everyone I speak to feels that that streak is going to continue with Burrow uh, versus Pablo Holmes. So I personally am laying off the game from a side and total perspective, but in terms of the general public out there, uh, there is no question that a vast majority loves the Bengals. Yeah, I'm really torn. So uh, last week, I I definitely was concerned around that Cincinnati offensive line. They played a terrific ball game. Uh, Both teams obviously had to contend with the snow, but that Cincinnati line did very well. Cincinnati was able to run the ball well. They defended Josh Allen well. They did everything well. They were a dominating football team last week. Lou Anarumo uh, last year was able to stifle Patrick Mahomes in the second half of that uh, championship game last year. I did the same thing to Josh Allen last week. Uh, They have a number of playmakers on that defense. So Cincinnati is is coming in red hot. Uh, They are also unbelievable against the spread this year. I, I want to say their record is 15-3, and three, something like that. Uh, they, they've had a great year against the spread. I do agree with the sentiment. I understand it. Um, but it's very difficult for me to, to bet against Patrick Mahomes at home. So as a result, I agree. I, I lean on that Cincinnati Bengals side of the equation, Wiz, but I'm just going to refrain to start the game. I kind of want to see how things look uh, at the beginning, and this is one of those games where I'm going to entertain more in-game betting than I am during the game. But my lean is definitely for the Cincinnati Bengals, who are just playing terrific football. And Joe Burrow is arguably as hot as any quarterback in the league right now. Yeah, and I understand what you're saying. And, boy, it's it's buyer beware, right? I mean, if you're going to start playing overs with receivers and overs with Mahomes and anything involving Mahomes in the passing game – you're just not quite sure how it's going to work out. So uh, kind of like want to see, you know, how it plays out as far as that is concerned. So in terms of player props, anything that stood out to you? The, the one guy that stands out to me, I, th- this is going to be, first of all, Jamar Chase is dominating, absolutely dominating targets, uh, you know, since he's been back from his injury. Uh, so I, the, I, the one place where I'm going to look at is over six and a half catches for Jamar Chase. I just think he's just seeing double digit, targets every single game. Uh, So for that reason, I like that. And believe it or not, Wiz, um, well, first of all, in in the first game uh, that they played this season, uh, Joe Mixon did not play in that game. P. Ryan uh, was the guy, and he had over 100 yards rushing, and he had over 40 yards receiving. Last year, he had over 40 yards receiving. Last week, he had over 30-something yards receiving. P. Ryan is an integral part of this offense. He spells uh, mix in frequently. Uh, the line for his receiving is 16 and a half. I'm going to take the over in Samaje Pirine receiving yards this week, Wiz. All righty. So I, I like one play and I love another play. Um, the play I like is I, I saw a stat regarding Mahomes where the longer you make him hold on to the ball, his stats go dramatically down. And Cincinnati's figured out a game plan, and they're going to rush three and play eight back for that stat to hold up, kind of make him hold the ball a little more, play eight guys back. And I think that is going to play right into the hands of Isaiah Pacheco. Um, so I'm loving Pacheco over rushing yards, 47 and a half. Um, 
I just think the matchup works out well for him. And uh, you may see some ground and pound from Kansas City and try and get Cincinnati to, tr- to change what they're doing on defense. And uh, so I'm going to play Pacheco over 47 and a half rushing. And the player prop that I love the most is Samaj P. Ryan. Um, he, people think that that split, even with a healthy Joe Mixon, is like 80 20. Um, Last week, I think it was 54, 46% of the time uh, with P. Ryan on the field for 46% of the time. Uh, he played well against Kansas City. He's, he's part of their game plan. And uh, I'm going to play him over receiving yards, and I'm going to play him over total yards as well. So uh, definitely on the same page about that one. My best player prop of the week, believe it or not, is Samaj P. Ryan. <laughs> like just to be clear, you and I do not talk about this stuff. So I, I, this no, is no, not uh, even a word. No, zero, zero discussions about anything regarding player props. Uh, and you know, we're we, and we're looking at how many offensive players in this game. You know, goods. You know, fifteen. To, you know, in all these games, fifteen to twenty guys. You know, maybe maybe twenty five guys that we could talk about. And, and both of us have come to the conclusion that a backup. Well. A, a a second running back on the Bengals is the play of the week. So it's just kind of an interesting one, that's all. It is, and the thing is, when you come to these player props, here's the thing, right? I'm not looking at who the best players are, what their numbers are. I'm looking at one thing and one thing only, where I feel there's a weakness in the line. So, yeah, I mean, do I think uh, Jamar Chase has a good chance of catching 100 yards receiving? Yeah, but I think the line is priced right. I don't think it's priced right with some RJP Ryan who, if the game goes a different way, if Kansas City somehow, and it's not out of the realm of possibility, of Kansas, you know, Kansas City could have a 10, 14 point lead in this game, then you're going to see some RJP Ryan have the majority of snaps in his game. So if it's a close game, uh, he'll be in there. And if it's Kansas City has the lead, he'll be, his playing time will even be more prominent. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking at just weaknesses in the lines, and uh, I just don't think they're valuing, valuing uh, Samaj P. Ryan's total yards and receiving yards correctly. Uh, I, I I think that's correct. Uh, well well put the way you the, the way you addressed it. Uh, I, I will say this about your Pacheco bet. I believe, if I'm not wrong, in the second half of the season, that Pacheco was the third leading rusher in the NFL. Uh, I don't know if it was the NFL or AFC. I can't remember exactly the stat where I read, but he had a obviously he took over for. Cl- Clyde Edwards Hilaire it might as well be on Alcatraz right now. So I mean, it, it, think about a guy that was a was a first round, uh, in some instances a top five pick uh, two years ago in the draft, and we're not even speaking about that guy. Uh, Pacheco has been tremendous. You want to talk about late round uh, picks, and and he was a draft pick in, in in the late rounds out of Rutgers, and he just runs with purpose. He gives his team a lot of spark. Obviously, they have confidence in this player, um, so I, I, I like that one as well. Last week was very curious, Wiz, and that McKinnon, who had been dominating force over the last five or six weeks, kind of did a disappearing act last week. I think you're right. If I'm Kansas City, I do want to try and do something a little bit different than, than what I've been doing. And if you're also right about eight guys dropping into coverage, then you better darn run the ball early and, and make, make, make Cincinnati do some different things. 
Yes, yeah, like I said, there's a stat of Patrick Mahomes' record versus getting rid of the ball uh, in like 3.2 seconds and above 3.2 seconds. And Cincinnati's been the team that makes him, you know, hold on to the ball the longest. So they're going to do that. They're going to they're going to they're going to go after three. And and the reason they can rush three and go back eight is because they're not. In this game, I don't think they're really going to be concerned about him taking off and running. Um, so I just think that they are going to be in, in Kansas City, I'm talking about, are going to be in great sets, great chances to run the ball and run them out of that defense with a soft box. And, uh, you know, I believe that's going to, you know, give Pacheco uh, a good chance. And uh, I, I think at 47F, I'm feeling pretty good about that one. Yeah, last week he had, if I'm not mistaken, he had that one long run, but I think he still had uh, nearly 100 yards rushing, correct? Yeah, he did have close to 100 yards rushing, and that big run was a key run. That was when Henny was in the game, yep. and, you know, they you know, weren't quite sure what the heck was going to happen with Mahomes. So uh, it, was a, it was a big run, and uh, I think, you know, this is what Kansas City is going to do. I just feel like they're going to um, try and run them out of that, you know, three-man rush and try and uh, make them change their defense a little bit. So uh, I think you'll you'll get uh, between 10 and 14 carries from um, from Pacheco, and I think that'll be good enough to hit that over. And I think if I'm not mistaken in that first game, I mean, Pacheco, I think, only rushed make 11 times for 46 yards in the first time that they played each other. I believe that yep. was the case. That was the stat line, something like that. So I, I like the thought process. I, I do think the, the, the Kansas City Chiefs will try to do something a little bit different. And I think your point's well taken about Mahomes being, uh, you know, not 100% uh, playing into some of that as well. Yeah, I, I'm wondering, like, they have all these crazy lines about, uh, will a game go into overtime? Will a, uh, a non-quarterback throw a touchdown pass? Will an offensive lineman catch a touchdown pass? Um, just things of that nature. Any one of those things, uh, a, a walk-off field goal, um, those are, like, type of prop bets they're offering for these two games. Any of those or anything else out there that uh, could be – you know, consider a long shot where people could get six, eight, ten to one on their money. Uh, will, will any of the game, will either of the two games go into overtime? I believe is a six to one proposition. No, Anything along those lines that you would consider? No, I haven't looked deep enough at it. I really have not. Um, so I would answer no right away. I did take a look at one thing though, but the odds aren't tremendous in your favor. It's kind of like one of those off the run things. The linebacker from the Kansas from the Cincinnati Bengals, Logan Wilson, has just been a tackling machine. I think double digit tackles like the last I think it's like four or five games in a row now. I did check right. to see what the lines were, uh, assists and tackles. It was eight and a half. But I went to go check. That's the one thing that I go did go to check at. Um, usually the Super Bowl is the one where I look at a little bit more of these wacky things. Uh, defenses scoring, all that sort of stuff. But I, I, I you know, if you if you were to ask me any one of them. I do think one compelling one would be to, to bet on the Eagle defense scoring. Maybe something happening where they're able to pick six or, or something like that against Purdy. That would be the one odds that maybe I would take a look at that. Excellent. Very interesting. And, uh, we'll see. I mean, it's, it, it really has the makings of being uh, a terrific championship weekend. Yeah, as, look, it's been a great season. Um, there's been a lot of good football played. Uh, the way things have played out this year, you've got, you know, we, look, we're talking about guys that draft like like a guy like Pacheco and Purdy, guys that were not really considered part of the, you know, top, top of the line guys uh, to start the season, but they've become a big part. This is the way the NFL works. It's, uh, it's definitely a team game, and guy, uh, guys have stepped up. 
Um, and you know the Eagles. The Eagles have been tremendous all year. Like I said, the Bengals have been. Uh, are, the Bengals are red hot, uh, and and the Kansas City Chiefs are in this position with for the, the fifth year in a row where they're playing in the conference championship. Pretty amazing. Yeah. Pretty amazing. Yeah. It is. So uh, Wiz, enjoy the games. Uh, good luck on uh, whatever plays you do make. And uh, yeah. Exciting. Uh, we'll certainly have a lot of stuff leading into the Super Bowl. Um, we'll have a little bit of time to breathe because the NFL obviously has a week between the Super Bowl and the end of the playoffs. But, uh, yeah, really looking forward to this weekend. So enjoy the weekend. Enjoy the games, Wiz, and uh, we will talk soon. You do the same. <laughs>